0: So today we start Perig Dalad. In Perigimel, we talked about the constitution of the Neshama. The Neshama is divided basically into two parts. Part number one of the Neshama is Seichel, and part number two is Midas which means to say that who am I? I am my my thoughts, my perceptions, my ideas the way I view everything in my unique way, that's my seichel. No two people have the same seichel, no two people uh, think the same way, experience things the same way, view things the same way, and then there are my feelings. And those are two different things. There's my perceptions, my understandings, and there are my feelings. That's who I am. That is the essence of who the Neshama is. I, do, I, I should point out that although over here in Tanya, the Alter Rebbe talks about the essence of the Neshama being Seichel and Midas, intellect and emotions, my ideas and my feelings, In other places in this, including the Alter Rebbe himself, there's a Mimer, which the Alter Rebbe <laughs> um, in yutera, where the Kutay Torah, when the Rebbe says that although I wrote in Tanya that the essence of the Neshama is Seichel and Midras, his intellect and emotions, um, that's not really the case. Really, the essence of the Neshama transcends and is much deeper and much higher than my feelings and my thoughts. However, for the purposes of Tanya, and for the purposes of what the Alter Rebbe is trying to accomplish in Tanya, and the Alter Rebbe and Tanya is dealing um, with the conscious me as opposed to the unconscious or subconscious me. So for our purposes, the essence of the neshama is the the In Peyeric Dawad in chapter 4, I took myself, you weren't here? I was downstairs. Well, <laughs> I I, thank you. <clears throat> in chapter 4, the Alter Rebbe is going to introduce a new part of the neshama, and, that are the, and and those are the levushim. The neshama has garments. I know that we discussed in the end of in the end of Perik Beis, in the end of chapter 2, we discussed about some sort of spiritual levush that the neshama has, but we're talking here about something different. The neshama has three garments, and these garments are machshava, dibur, and ma'isa. Thought, speech, and action. Meaning to say, I am my ideas, and my feelings. But what are the vehicles through which I express and I reveal my my seichal and my middash? How do I reveal that which I'm thinking? How do I reveal that which I'm feeling? So there are three levushim, there are three garments that the Nishama has, and these are vehicles through which the neshama reveals itself. And they are thought, speech, and action. And these three um, are very different one from another. Thought is how I reveal myself to myself. I know that sounds a little strange. But um, when I, um, let's use the example of a feeling. I have a feeling in my heart. And sometimes we're struck by a feeling. How do I process that that, that, that feeling? How do I myself know and understand and fully appreciate that feeling it is when I think about it and when I use my mind and I process it. As long as it's in my heart, it's, it remains elusive and in a way hidden even from myself. I feel it, but how do I put, when I put words to it in my mind and when I, when I can quantify it and fully understand it, that is revealing that mida to myself. Um, the same thing is also ideas. I can have an intellectual idea, but how do I access that idea? By thinking about it, by putting it into actual words in my mind. So when I think about something, that's me communicating to myself. That's my deeper part of me, which is my seichel and my midas, my, um, my understanding and my feelings. I communicate them to myself and I process them myself through machshava. So again, the first garment that we have is machshava. That's the first vehicle how the soul expresses itself, how the neshama expresses itself. And in this way, the neshama is expressing itself to itself. Then there's dibur. Dibur is speech, which is when I um, want to express myself to someone else. What am I expressing to someone else? My seichel and my Midas. I'm expressing to someone else that which I'm thinking and that which I'm feeling. So, Machshavah is expressing myself inwardly. dibur is expressing myself outwardly. And then the third garment is Maisa, is action. Now, this one is a little different. Because when you act, when you do something, you're not directly expressing that which you're thinking or you're feeling. At the same time, however, our actions absolutely are expressions of what we think and what we feel. Everything that we do, it's either because... I understand that I have to do this or because I feel that I want to do this. So let's use an example of love. So if I feel love towards someone, so when I'm thinking about that in my head and I'm thinking about all the wonderful traits of the object of my love and thinking about all those wonderful things that I'm thinking about my beloved, that is machshava. So that that is the garment number one. When then I use my words to express my love to the person who I love, that is Dibur. That's me expressing my feelings and my thoughts to someone else. And then when I go to the store on Friday and I buy the flowers and I bring that to the person who I love, that is my love expressing itself in Maisa. And the same thing is with any thought that I have, any idea that I have, or any feeling that I have. (coughs) um, The only way it can express itself in this world is through the mediums of Mahshava and Dibur and Maisa.
1: So what Mahshava Kamash? You, you think about something like you
0: did it. You're asking what it means, Mahshava Kamaisa. Right? Mahshava is a spiritual idea, which means that um, that when you uh, when you have a good thought to do something, Hashem will reward you, will reward you as if he did that act. That doesn't mean that Mahshava and maisa are actually the same thing. That's on a very simple level. And in the chapter sixteen, our <coughs> is going to give a much deeper understanding in Machshava <coughs> Teva Kaddish Baruch Hu Mitzar But we all understand Machshava isn't Maisa. So whatever it means, it doesn't mean literally that Machshava is Maisa. And these are called garments. And the, an, the analogy, the muscle of garments, is very interesting. We spoke about this a few shiurim ago. On the one hand. Um, Usually, we can look at a person's garments and we can see it, and we can tell a lot about the person. We can see a lot about the person. You know, We give examples, you know, a person is dressed in a police officer's uniform, a doctor is dressed in a doctor's uniform, um, etc. But it's not only in terms of uniforms, but also, yeah. and obviously a yid is dressed in a, a Yiddish uniform, but it's more than that. You look at a person and are they dressed, uh, are they kempt? are they unkempt, are they dressed stylish, are they... You can tell a lot about a person through their clothing, because a person expresses themselves through their clothing, which is why clothing is such an important and big part of the lives of so many people. However, if anyone over here has ever served on a jury, so uh, on a criminal case, so you can have a defendant who's a lowlife but they make sure they dress him in a very, very nice suit, and he looks like a business executive, and he's sitting over there in the defendant's box. The point is because clothing, you know, the way persons person is dressed absolutely impacts the way that we um, evaluate a person. But as we all know, those clothing that isn't the person. So that's the inter- interesting thing about clothing. On the one hand, clothing usually does express who a person is. But it doesn't necessarily have to. You can put on clothing that doesn't fit you. You can, pu- you can put on clothing that doesn't fit you physically, that's too large or too small. Um, or you can put on clothing which don't fit you spiritually, in other words, that not, they're not, they don't really express who you are. I mean, I can come wearing a t-shirt and, uh, and jeans, right? We can all do that.
1: We have an expression, clothing makes the man.
0: Clothing makes the man. That's right. But that's, that, that, that's true somewhat, but not completely. All right. The morning, the morning, do so. right. <laughs> but it's not, in other words, and the, uh, it's definitely true that clothing makes the man, but what does that really mean? That means when you look at a person and the way the person dresses, and if a person doesn't dress properly, people are going to make assumptions about you. Um, you have to dress appropriately. But at the same time, as we all know, you can have someone who's a low life putting on clothing of a uh, highly respected, can look highly respected, or vice versa. And the same thing is in terms of the spiritual and the spiritual garments of the neshama, of machshav ad Normally, the way we behave is a reflection. It's a levush. It reflects who we are. If I love someone, normally my actions towards that person will be loving actions. If I detest another person, usually, That would be evident also on the way I speak about the person, the way I think about the person, and the way that I act towards the person. But that's not necessarily always the case. It's not. Because for whatever reason I choose, I could act in a way which is inconsistent with the way I'm thinking or I'm feeling for whatever reason. I could choose to say something I don't really feel and I don't really believe for whatever reason. And theoretically, if I wanted to, in my mind, I could sit and, and as a mantra in my mind, I can be thinking to myself, 2 plus 2 is 5, 2 plus 2 is 5, 2 plus 2 is 5. We can do that, right? You can think that in your head. Because it's a lavush, a lavush, a garment doesn't necessarily have to reflect that which is going on inside. So that is the, the little tension when it comes to lavush. On the one hand, they usually do reflect the person who's bearing them. But they don't always have to, and the same is true when it comes to the neshama. That the neshama, the essence of the neshama, are its thoughts and its feelings, not its thoughts. It's um see, that's a, that's a little tricky part, which I don't want to get into so much. The difference between seichel and machshava. Seichel is the essence of who I am. Machshava is a garment. Machshava are thoughts. Seichel are my ideas, my, my 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 perceptions, the way I the way I see the world, the way I understand things, that's my seichel. So usually my thoughts, speech, and actions will be a reflection of my essence of who I am, which is my ideas and my feelings, but it doesn't necessarily have to be so. Let's do, without further ado, let's look inside a little. Period, Dalit. In addition to the the essential character traits of the neshama, which we spoke about in the last chapter, every nefesh also has three garments. Sheheim, and they are thought, speech, and action. And because over here we're talking about the neshama, we're talking about the garments of the neshama, so what are those garments? Those would be the thoughts, speech, and action of the 613 mitzvahs. Shikshaad the Mekayim b'Maisa Kol Mitzvah Maisi is when a person does an action, does all the Mitzvahs which require action. Ubdibur and uses his speech who Eisik b'Firush b'Firush Kol Tayak Mitzvahs Vilchisayim. He's involved in speaking about all the six hundred thirteen Mitzvahs and their Halachas. Uva Machshave and in thought who Masik Kol Mashevshle Lahasig. He works to understand everything he couldn't grasp and everything he could understand. Bepardes haTorah in all four parts of the Torah, Pshat, Remez, Derush, and side. Hare, when a person does this, Hare Klalus Tayag Evrei Nafshe, then all the six hundred and thirteen components of the Neshama, Melubashem, are invested Tayag Mitzvus haTorah in the six hundred and thirteen commandments, Mitzvus of the Torah. So what's the Evrei What's
1: what's what what is uh, every nafsha? You have a varum. How's that Right.
0: The, the, the neshama. Even though that we spoke in the last parik that the neshama is divided into ten components, but um, if you want to further subdivide, every neshama is comprised of six hundred and thirteen um, components, which correspond. This is um, a primary um, theme in the teachings of the Ari That every neshama has six hundred and thirteen parts. And every part is related to a specific mitzvah. And every single neshama has to do every single one of the 613 mitzvahs in order to rectify all the 613 parts of the neshama. And that's also the reason for Gilgulim, for reincarnation. That if a person did not fulfill all 613, then they, then that neshama or a spin-off of part of the neshama has to come back down to fulfill the rest of the 613 mitzvahs. Right. It's, uh, actually, that's what the word that Rizal uses: six hundred and thirteen um, nitzutzim, sparks. But in here he refers to them, in anthropomorphic terms, as the six hundred and thirteen limbs 113 113
1: of 113 the Najama Sorry. If you're not
0: a Koyin, you can't do. Uh, so, yeah, that's a technical question. You wonder if a person is a Koyin, how that works. Well, if, you, if, you
1: don't, if, you don't, if you're not living in Eretz Yisrael.
0: Mm-hmm. If you're not living in Eretz Yisrael, well, first of all, that's why. Well, first of all, that's why they're googling. You're right, because I can't do every single mitzvah, so therefore I come down mu- mo- almost every neshama comes down numerous times, so they can have, the, in numerous circumstances in order to be able to uh, fulfill all the mitzvahs. And in fact, that's also given for one of the reasons, for So if a neshama was never able to do those mitzvahs, which are atollu in Eretz so all the neshamas can come back for that also. There are certain mitzvahs, for example when it says the mitzvahs of the king that the melech is moitzi all you Yisrael, and there are certain, you know, husbands and wives uh, it's one neshama, so they do mitzvahs. You don't have to come down as a man and a woman to do both mitzvahs. That uh, that is one. Um, uh, this a little tangential. It's not really related to what we're talking about, but since we're talking about the six hundred and thirteen parts of the nishama, so it's somewhat it's somewhat relevant, right? So when a person, the point over here is that when a person uses their machshava and their dibur and their maysa to uh, do tera mitzvahs. So then what you're doing is all 613 parts of your neshama are invested in the mitzvahs of the Torah. So what we have over here is interesting is that the neshama, in order for it to do Torah mitzvahs needs the Ushem. Well, it's like a conduit. You can use the word conduit.
1: It's just to have access to do the mitzvah.
0: Right. So this is, this is, this is going to be the interesting, interesting conflict in our period over here. What's more important, the person or the garments? You know, if you're going and you, if someone's going to they need an operation, would you rather the doctor in jeans or would you rather the, the janitor wearing the doctor's robe? The
1: doctor
0: you know, in jeans. obviously the doctor in jeans, right? Because the garments are very important, but they're, not, they're not, that's not. That's not who you are. You're not your garments. Your garments are how you express yourself. They're not who you are. By way of example, um, let's say, let's say we had, we hired over here, Rabbi Talbert uh, hired, and sa- sitting next to me was a professional mime. Well, a mime is someone who copies, right? A mimic? A mime is just... Oh, okay. But someone, someone's sitting here and is mimicking me. Every, every move of my hand, every time I take a drink, and every word that I'm saying, and as I'm sitting here, he's copying me exactly. In Machshava, okay, Machshava you can't copy unless he also happens to be a mind reader. But, but let's say theoretically even he's able to copy my thoughts. In other words, not, what, percentage, uh, what percentage is he me at that time? 100%. 0%. 0%. 0%. The fact that I can copy you doesn't make me you. Why? Because I'm copying the Levushim. You're moving your hand like this, I'm gonna move my hand like this. You're gonna say these words, I'm gonna say. But those words are only a reflection of something much deeper. And that's you. That I can't copy. Mm-hmm. How these words were formulated. Who are, what makes you unique from me? In other words, you can have 20 people and they're all wearing next to each other and they're all wearing the same clothing. Are they the same people? No. No, different. Yeah. All different. What makes you different than me? I could say the same words you can copy my words. That doesn't make you me. What makes you is that you're unique in your middays. I can never have the same feelings that you have. You can't even teach me to have them, it's impossible. I can never think the way you think, understand things the way, because that's what makes every single person unique. There is me. The way I behave, the way I speak, and the way I, and even the, the words that I use in my mind, those are all expressions of me. So in terms of importance, and in terms of centrality, what's more important, me or my garments? What's the question? Of course me. But
1: you can't do any of the
0: Tariyag mitzvahs without them. But the neshama without the levushim can't do the Tariyag mitzvahs. Can't do the mitzvahs. Without the garments? Those
1: are the means of doing the
0: mitzvahs. No, what did we have? In other words, last week we spoke about, and Peyer Gimel, the neshama can love Hashem, because that's midos. It could understand the greatness of Hashem, yeah. but that's not mitzvah. Not mitzvah. And Yiddishkeit, as we all know, is not about loving Hashem and understanding Hashem. Those are components of Yiddishkeit. But someone—it's also a mitzvah. It's a mitzvah also. But someone who sits in a monastery and he's involved in contemplation and love. That's not a yid. I mean, the person might be a yid, but I'm saying is that's not uh, so. that's not what yiddishkeit is all about, yeah. and which leads us to the question: Just one second, why are levushim so important? In other words, yiddishkeit seems to be all about the levushim. Why?
1: Because you can't do nothing without it. So who said you have to do? you might shoot you said the shoma needs to be need the needle in the shoma you
0: just one that? second he want to oh,
1: sorry go ahead yeah. it's all back up our discussion it seems that nakamina is Olam Haba Olam of house and all of humble say there's no mitzvot. it's just the shoma taking in the the um taking connecting to Hashem.
0: basking in the radiance of Hashem. and Olam haba
1: mitzvot. just a a a a a with, somehow, and we've never seen it. We can't, re- but we have the idea that in this world we do mitzvos to connect to Hashem. In the next world, without mitzvos, somehow the neshama still can can, can have an intimate relationship with Hashem. That seems to be the difference from what we're saying. He seems to have a point there, but you can't do any mitzvahs. No. Do you have the whole? Oh, p- do you have when you're dead?
0: Do you have the whole pareikdalot over there in your copies, or, or just part of the Peric? A bit, a tests.
1: Maybe
0: we a whole okay, so page test. Second to top line. We're, we're, I, mean, I, I don't want to talk about this right now, because this is what we're talking about later on in the page. But no, the connection that we have we make with Hashem is over here. In fact, in Ganeid and in El-Maba, the only thing that we're doing over there is enjoying the connections with Hashem that we created over here through our mitzvahs. So we gotta do something in this world. So it's all about the Levushim, So all we But why? why? Why does Hashem and Tayyar just make Levushim? Let, 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 me put, let me give another example. We're talking about our relationship with Hashem over here. I mean, one of the best uh, examples that we can use for our relationship with Hashem <coughs> is the shlomo HaMalach, he wrote a whole say for Shir HaShirim. The relationship between the husband and wife is a metaphor, a metaphor for the relationship. In other words, thought, of what's the greatest love over here in this world? And he applied that to Hashem. Obviously our love for Hashem is on a much greater level, but that's that was the metaphor he found. And in our relationships Using the marriage relationship as an example, we have both of these ideas also. There is the essence of the relationship, which is the feelings that husband and wife share for each other, and which is also the thoughts that the husband, in other words, the respect, the esteem, the way they view each other. And then there's the makshava di bramaisa. There's how they speak to each other. There's how they behave to each other. Those are, those are expressions of the way they think and feel about each other. Now, in a relationship, which one is more important? The thoughts and feelings? Or the speech and actions? Speech and, act- speech and actions? Yes.
1: Thoughts and feelings.
0: Thoughts and feelings.
1: Yeah, you can't the essence. Yeah, but you can't I would see
0: say that they're both equal, as a matter of
1: fact. Sorry? I would, I would change, say they're both equal.
0: They're both equal. Because
1: if you have good thoughts and feelings, but if you mice them on, the, on a low toe, what's the point? It has to be a, 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 a corroboration.
0: So, what would you think um, a wife would want more? Would she rather, if given the option, her husband should truly respect and love her, but not give her flowers? Or the husband should give her flowers, but not love and respect her? The first the the love first respect. In fact, one second. The flowers are only important if and when if you love her. they're reflections of the thoughts and, uh, uh, and feelings. So the thoughts and feelings are definitely primary. That's it. In other words, the thoughts and feelings in and of themselves are valuable even without anything else. The flowers without the thoughts and feelings are nothing.
1: But you have to express your thoughts and feelings. That's true. And that and, I, can't, I can't read your mind.
0: That's correct. And and but you have to communicate. And if a person and if a person truly loves and respects, unless, so unless the person happens to be in jail, or unless there's some other physical inability, they're going to express it because that's that's normal. If you love and you respect, then that expresses itself in your action. But that's the relationship. The relationship isn't the flowers, the relationship is the love and the respect. But well, you
1: can't have because, respect without
0: the... Because relationship is two people. It's me to, and who am I? I am my thoughts and my feelings. We've established this before. Who are you? You are your thoughts and your feelings. A relationship is two people getting along. The Machshad di Adi are tools. Are tools how we express that. but That's not the essence of the relationship. No. How about in Yiddishkeit? But you can't and have
1: a rela- Is
0: the essence of our relationship with Hashem our love for Hashem and our understanding of Hashem or the flowers that we give Him? Love and, love and understanding. Love and understanding? Our love anyone. So if I do a mitzvah without Adas Hashem, is that like giving... My wife flowers without loving? Yeah? So that I may as well not do it. All that means is, in, in other words, if you're arguing it the way you're arguing it, that yes, this itself that I'm doing is worthless, but keep on doing it, because maybe one day you'll get it right. Is that correct? If I do a mitzvah without ava, it's worthless? the only and its only value is that what is that if i keep on doing it one day i'll get to do it right now a mitzvah is a mitzvah see so here, here we have a very interesting tension between what is most important over here is it the essence of the nashama which is who i am or the tools that i that or the tools through which it does tear the and that's what we're going to explore as we go on in this paper, because and of course, by the you know you maybe you heard the story the joke about this um, this rabbi who's approached talking about marriage <coughs> by a husband, and he sits for half an hour by the rabbi, and he unloads about his wife, complaining at how terrible she is and how lazy she is and how awful a wife he is she is, and the rabbi sitting and nodding, yeah, you right, you're right. I'm so sorry. Feel few, you're right. Guy leaves, half an hour later, the wife shows up. And she sits for half an hour. You're right, compl- you're right. <laughs> 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 Unloading about her husband, how awful he is, and how mean he is and how insensitive he is and unsupportive he is. And the rabbi is nodding along. You're right, you're right, I'm so sorry.
1: And the wife turns
0: to the rabbi and says, What just happened? You said he's right, and you said she's right. How can they both be right? That's impossible. So everybody says, you know right what, you're right. right. You're
1: right
0: too. <laughs> so by the time we finish this perech, we're going to see you're bo- there, there's, in other words, they're both, they're both very important, but we're going to learn the context of why this is important, why that's important. We're gonna, and this will give us a much better understanding of our avrida over here in this world. But let's let's keep on going inside. We're holding where it says, Ube I think it's seven lines from the top of the perech, page chas. But this more in detail. Bihin is <laughs> The sechl, the persons the person's mind, the mind of the Nefshalikis, Mulubish, Mulubashis, the Khachma bin Adas are all invested by Saga in understanding Taira. So Humasik Bipardis the mind understands in all four parts of teirah, kifiyhilo sasagasai, to the best of its ability. The best that it can comprehend. nesmas yilamayla, and also according to his sherish above, because we know different neshamas are naturally um, attuned, attuned, attuned right to different parts of Torah. The famous story about the Alshich. The Alshich lived um, in in Tzfas at the same time as the Arizal. and anyone who ever looks in a lot uh, an Al-Shich knows the Alshich was uh, master Tamil Chachem and very big in, in drush. And he wanted to learn Said, he wanted to learn also uh, Kabbalah. So he was a big knocker in town, he's the Al-Sheikh after all. So he asked Darizal if you give him uh, if you privately tutor him. And of course, Darizal said yes. It's the Al-Sheikh. So they sat down, and every single time they started learning, as soon as Darizal started teaching, the Al-Sheikh fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> And after a few times, the Rizal told them, and Al-Sheikh obviously felt very bad, the told them, relax, your neshama is from Olam HaDrush, your neshama is a the Drush, don't be upset. <laughs>
1: no,
0: the Rebbe once said this over by in the story. And the Rebbe said, the was talking, that there are people who are sleeping by the Febregian also. People, you know, Shabbos afternoon or it was late at night and people used to fall asleep, you know, human beings are human beings. So the Rebbe says, at first I thought that maybe it's because their neshama didn't have a shaykhistat, but then I see, I'm talking pshat and they're sleeping, I'm talking dirush and they're sleeping, <laughs> I'm talking remez and they're sleeping, I'm talking soyad and they're still sleeping, so <laughs> it can't be that that's the reason for uh, the sleeping. <laughs> for the sleeping. <clears throat> so him, Um <clears throat> the mind is involved in Torah, understanding Torah to the best of its ability, and according to the the Shodish, Sheir Shne Neshama, the source of the Neshama Lamaila. that's the Chachma bin Andas, <coughs> the mind of the person, the mind of the 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 Seichel of the, the Neshama, v'haMidos and the Midas of the Neshama, Shehein, which they are Yirah va'Avah Feyan, fear of Hashem and love of Hashem, and uh, the wow. those, okay. sorry the extensions thereof, v'til the Seyan and their their offsprings, mulabashis, Bikim ha'Mitzvus, b'maisa u'b'dibur, they are involved. The midrash, the emotions, are invested in doing mitzvahs in action and in speech. That's the mitzvah of actually learning Torah, which is, we know, The mitzvah is that you're supposed to say the words of Torah. And you, to th- if, you th- if you think words of Torah, you don't have to make ber'chazat Torah, according to Allah. You can think it. Sorry? You can think it. You can think it, the ber'chazat Torah. And why is that? Why are we saying here that the midos are invested in the Mitzvahs? Salat Rebbe is going to tell us that we know that of the 613 Mitzvahs, Ahava, love for Hashem, is the impetus for the 248 Mitzvahs, I say. And fear of Hashem is what uh, keeps us away from the 365 Mitzvahs of so that is the function of the Midas. The function of the Midas is to give us chayis and to animate and to animate those mitzvahs. Inside. Ki HaAva, because love for Hashem, is the source of uh, all the 248 positive mitzvahs. They come from the Ava. And listen to these words very closely. Without Ava... It's not as if they're being done with an MS. To do a mitzvah by MS is to love Hashem and a desire to connect Hashem with the MS. It's impossible to connect Hashem. <laughs> The only way to connect Hashem is to doing the 248 mitzvahs. For they are, as referred to in the Zayah, the 248 limbs of the king. Kaviyach. Commissioner Barba Makamacher is explained elsewhere. Why are mitzvahs referred to as the limbs of Hashem? And obviously there's the 248, 248 association. But what's the deeper connection between mitzvahs and limbs? So what is a limb? What const- and, uh, It's a silly question, but what constitutes a limb? If I were to take a pen, and I were to crazy glue it right here, do I have two hundred forty-eight, 249 limbs? No. Just because it's attached to me? No. So what is a limb? A limb is something which is alive. It's not only that it's connected to me, but it's alive. Alive means that it actually draws chayas. It draws vitality and life from my neshama. So two, that my two, a, per, a human being's 248 limbs, our 248 here, you might want to say, conduits, conduits were vessels for the life of the Neshama. Hashem's 248 limbs means how do we, how, how do we draw down the chayas and vitality of Hashem? How do I connect to Hashem? There are 248 limbs. In other words, every mitzvah is a limb. <coughs> Excuse me, that by doing this mitzvah, this mitzvah is like a magnet and it attracts, it brings down the chayas from Hashem and allows me to connect to Hashem. So if I love Hashem, and I desire to connect to Him, then automatically I'm going to do the mitzvahs. Why? Because the only way to connect Hashem is through doing the mitzvahs. So how do I actualize my love for Hashem? Through doing mitzvahs. And that's why love is the source for the 248 mitzvahs. Because love is a desire to connect. How do I connect? Through mitzvahs. And the that words are very powerful. Without, without that it's not as if I am truly doing the mitzvahs what does that mean? that means that if Joshua gives his wife flowers but he doesn't love her is he really giving her the flowers? no he's not he's going through the motions his hands are doing it but is he really invested in this? is he doing it? or is it his levushim? or just Mysa alone? it's an empty suit to use, you know, for using the expression of, Lewishim, of garments if I'm doing a mitzvah but I don't love Hashem that means I am elsewhere I am where, I am where my love is I am where my feelings are so to do a mitzvah with an emes means to love Hashem if, if, I, if I'm missing in the love of Hashem the mitzvah was done but I wasn't there <laughs> it's an interesting idea how do you acquire the the emotion of love? How, that we already discussed in last week's peric. Oh, no, no, not next week. I said last week. That was, the, that was Das. Thinking of the greatness oh, of Hashem and through Das acquiring a love. But then how does that love actually? How, how you
1: connect it with the mitzvah
0: then? Well, if you love. How, how, does the, how does one's love for his wife connect to buying flowers? It's an obvious extension. If I love I mean Hashem, a it's a byproduct. If I love Hashem, I'm going to do a mitzvah. I could do a mitzvah without love, but then... The love
1: goes before the the
0: mitzvah. Because the like a bike. Ideally, which, which and I, you're saying that love comes before the mitzvah. Ideally, that's correct. The ideal mitzvah is one that flows from love. Chas to say, however, that you should wait till you love before you do a mitzvah. No, because that's very... Not the, yes, the love, the ideal mitzvah is one that's preceded by love. That doesn't mean to say, if I'm not feeling loving, right, go back to the analogy of a relationship.
1: We're using as a
0: it Comes Friday, one second, it comes Friday afternoon and you're not feeling very loving to your wife. Do you still bring flowers? Sure. But there you go. However, is that the ideal giving of flowers? Nope. No. No. It's
1: not the optimum. Mm-hmm.
0: That's not the optimal. But the same thing is in terms of mitzvah, it's the same thing with the Abishter. The ideal mitzvah is one where I am fully invested in it, and that means that I have avva for Hashem. How no. about the, the mitzvah? No. Ava for the schar of the mitzvah.
1: Uh, I mean, schar, mitzvah, uh, as opposed to doing the mitzvah without Av, as opposed to doing the mitzvah with Av. Does it get the same schar? Is the
0: reward the same? Or it's just you get a lesser... A lesser? Who's talking about reward here? I'm, just, well, I'm wondering. The national Qis doesn't care about reward. Mr. Muhammad wants reward. national wants to connect to Hashem. I don't understand, but... Uh, so when we get to Hashem Hamas we'll talk about reward. <laughs> That's a, the neshama doesn't think about that. The neshama, the neshama, its biggest reward is chay mitzvah mitzvahs. It's connection to Hashem. That's all it wants. It's all it wants. What? That is the
1: reward.
0: Yeah. <coughs> it loves Hashem. Its biggest reward is to be able to do a mitzvah and connect to the one that it loves. mitzvah
1: mitzvah.
0: Yeah, absolutely, it's mitzvah mitzvah. There you go. So that is when it comes to Ava. Oi or Yira Oh sorry, or where are we? And fear of Hashem is the shaders for the 365 mitzhis now The why does someone avoid doing mitzvahs? Because the person fears to rebel against Hashem. Not him fears the punishment. Because that's, that's the Nefesh Muhammad's fears punishment. Nefesh al doesn't fear punishment. The Nefesh El-Kirch fears the Avera. Yiras Chet doesn't mean Yiras Oynish. Yiras Chet means that I recognize that when I do an Avera, I'm disconnecting from Hashem and that is what I fear. So when a person fears Hashem, they don't do mitzvahs. Because they fear to do something that's going to impinge, Chas v'shalom, on their relationship with Hashem. Going back to human relationships. If a person does something which is detrimental to the relationship, so what's the ulti- what, what's the biggest punishment? What's the what's it to be worried about? The consequence of it. What do you mean, the consequence? The
1: severance.
0: The severance that which you did is, is is is. If you care about the relationship, that's that's the punishment. That's one level of yira. Or Then there's a yira which is even higher, or more. she doesn't use the word higher, which is more deeper. You're ashamed of the greatness. You're partially embarrassed to do something bad. Imagine, imagine you're sitting with a newspaper, sitting and listening to Chassid, and you have, a, you have a ball game on on your television. And into your room walks a big tzaddik. that you are. What would you feel like at that moment? Sitting with a beer, <laughs> 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 newspaper, watching the game. I, I, these aren't even the worst Avedis in the world. I, 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 you know, we, we can. Uh, you know, what would you feel like? You'd, you'd be looking for a hole to uh, to crawl into and to hide from shame. Sure That's the not on dress part. What right? <laughs> 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 that the ultimate yud of Hashem. Uh, not your fear. Not that you fear punishment, but not and uh, not even. You're embarrassed. You're embarrassed. How can I do? The Ebrister is watching me. How can I do an avera? Not, it's not about the consequence when the tzaddik walks in. When you're worried that what he's gonna he's gonna curse you and you're gonna die. It's not. You're not worried about the consequence.
1: It's.
0: The <laughs> mm-hmm. when they recognized they were naked. Exactly. That's the ultimate level of, of, of yira, is when you're, you're, all, you're, you're aware of the all-encompassing presence of Hashem and you'd be embarrassed to do another. Embarrassed. How can I? How do you come to Madriga if
1: everything starts responding?
0: How do you come to Madrega I'll give you the same answer I gave you before. We, you're saying if the Eberster disappears and how can you come to that Madrega? We spoke like about we spoke master, about right? that last week. That's what das is. That's talking what Rabbi I said. As we spoke about last week, you should you should have fear for Hashem, like you have fear Because but and through das we can achieve that also. And it's hard, it's hard. But So first of, of all, first of all, you don't got the Caleb, you're, saying that you're, you're saying that you're saying that you're that you have a small mind. How do you know? You tried it ever. <laughs> You ever tried his bidenos? So first of all, you don't know. I, I've never been trained. And I'm if you and it. if you and if you really are with small seichel, after Reb Tanya we're going to talk about different uh, remedies for that also. But you can't decide that until you've tried it. Don't underestimate I, yourself I, I, also. It's easy know. to do that also.
1: It's an abstract uh, thing that you're talking about. But you don't
0: know what you're about. It's abstract until you make it real, and no one can do that for you. we okay, but moving on. All right. So a person is embarrassed to do enough to do anything which is evil in Hashem's eyes, called tiyavas Hashem meshasani, all the abominations which Hashem hates. And what what is the abomination that Hashem hates him? Haklipahs are the forces of klipahs etar akhra terms which we'll discuss in which Hashem later on. Tanya, Asher Yunikasam, where do they get their energy from? Where do they get the nourishment from? From people down here in this world. And how do they attach themselves to a person to receive energy? So when a person realizes that every time you do an Aver, you're giving energy to the Klippas, the Klippas, which are an abomination to Hashem, which Hashem detests, then you'd be embarrassed, partially embarrassed to do an Aver. So what do we have over here at Devala? What did we say to summarize? We said... That um, the neshama, the essence of the neshama, is the seichel and the midas, my ideas, my understandings, and my feelings, what I think and who and what I feel. That really is who I am. What makes me not you and not you, and not you. We all have noses and we all have eyes. We all, but what makes me me is my feelings and my and my and my ideas, and that is how I express myself. And the neshama, the expressions of the nafshalakis is through the mitzvahs through these Levushim, and when the Neshama expresses itself fully in Machshavah di Bar-Maisa, it does all 613 mitzvahs, and all the components of the Neshama, all my Seichel, all my Midas, are invested in the Levushim, and through them in the mitzvahs of the Torah. V'hinei, says the Altered and here's we're going to get to the crux of it. V'hinei, shleisha Levushim elu ma'teira mitzvisa these three Levushim. Of Tayyarah mitzvahs, because we're talking here about the Levushim of the Nef Shalukis, the garments of the Nef Shalukis. How does the Nef Shalukis express itself? Its love for Hashem, its fear for Hashem, its understanding of Hashem is through the mitzvahs of the Tayyarah. Even though they're only garments. Inkal Zabah still. They are infinitely higher and greater and more important al Mailas nefesh ruach neshama over the essence of the neshama. It's the opposite of the way it is. This is where the mashal and the nimshal diverge and take different paths. In human relationships, as we demonstrated beforehand, in human relationships, the most important thing is the seichel and the midas. My thoughts, what I think of the other person, and my feelings. Not so in our relationship with Hashem. The opposite there is true. When it comes to our relationship with Hashem, the main thing is the levushim. main thing is the garments, the main thing is Machshara v. as It says in Zoyar, that Hashem and Torah are one. Pirush, what does that mean? The Eiraisa, the Torah, the Chachmas, the Torah is the Chachma, the wisdom, and the Ratzin, the desire, the will of Sholakadosh Baruch Hu. V'Kadosh Baruch Hu bechvede. Sorry, the Torah is Chachmas, the Torah is Sholakadosh Baruch Hu. V'Kadosh Baruch Hu bechvede v'atzmik kulachad. Hashem's, desire, Hashem's Chachma and Hashem's Rotsen is completely one with Hashem Himself. This is something which we explored in Pairig Beis and Tanya. Why? Hashem, He is the knower and He is the knowledge. In other words, <coughs> Hashem, Hashem, as the Ramam says, is as explained earlier, Hashem is absolutely one with His Chachma. even though the Ab is absolutely infinite. and the Abir's greatness knows no, uh, no intellectual boundary. You cannot begin to, uh, to conceive of it. The less, And there is no mind, there is no thought that can begin to grasp Hashem. The, there's no thought there's no human intellect that can grasp not only you can't grasp Hashem, we can't grasp Hashem's will, we can't grasp Hashem's wisdom as the Pasuk says there is no, there is no end to Hashem's wisdom if you're going to investigate Hashem will you find Him? The Pasuk says, Hashem's thoughts aren't our thoughts so the question on that is that what if Hashem is unlimited, Hashem is infinite and no mind can grasp Hashem. At the same time we're saying that what? That Hashem is one with His Torah. And here's the middle. But we understand Torah. How can we understand Torah? If the infinite Hashem is one with Hashem with His Chachmah and His, and his Ratzin. And Hashem's Chachma and Ratzin are also infinite. How can we, how, how do we learn Torah? Al-Za'amruah regarding this Chazal tell us. There where you find Hashem's greatness, there you find His humility. In other words, where you find Hashem's greatness, what's Hashem's greatness? His wisdom. There you find also His humility. Hashem contracted His desire and His wisdom in the 613 mitzvah of the Torah and under Ubitshi Rufia Asius Tanach Vidrashi Seyan. And in the the way the words of Tanakh are um are composed, and all the different drushes of the drushes of Tanakh Shah Gadeh Sumadrashi Kha Khameno Zal, everything in the Madrash, Bih in order, Shakala Nashama, I ruach Valefish Shabufa Adam Tuhala Sigan Bedaito so that every Nashama should be able to understand it. Sorry, where we? Should be able to understand in their mind and to do whatever is possible from Tayran in action, speech, and thought, and through that, the whole Nishama is invested in Tayran Mitzvah. I know we read a lot, but let's, what's Al-Tayran saying here? What he's saying here is that ultimately, the notion that we can connect to Hashem is ludicrous. He's
1: infinite, we're finite.
0: uh, He's infinite, we're finite. Just try to imagine, you know, anyone here in the medical profession, anything over here? No? But there are probably billions of different bacteria running around in our bodies. So imagine one of the bacteria is thinking to itself one day. You know this guy that I'm inhabiting, good guy, I want to have a relationship with him. What can I do if I'm a very, very good bacteria and I behave very, very appropriately and properly? maybe he'll pay attention to me and he'll start liking me in a in a similar way, but not actually because it's not a real it's not a real comparison because you know the bacteria in us we're not I'm not infinitely greater than the bacteria it's uh in other words. There's a scale. I'm on one end of the spectrum. It's on the other end of the spectrum. Hashem is infinitely removed from us. There is no spectrum. There is no scale. It's not as if we're here, we're there. It's, there, there is nothing. We're going to have a relationship with Hashem. How ridiculous is that? We're nothing. What did the Abishir do? What did Hashem do? Hashem took himself and he contracted it into Taira and mitzvahs. I de a With love. In order that we should be able to learn Taira and do mitzvahs and thereby literally connect to Hashem and grasp Hashem. It's, it's unfathomable. To think this chus, when we sit and we study Tanya or any safer in Taira for that matter, we, for a moment, stop to think what's going on over here. This is the infinite wisdom of Hashem, which Hashem took and He compressed into these finite words, which we're now ingesting within ourselves, and we're connecting with Hashem's wisdom. If that itself doesn't bring to Yira, to an incredible awe and reverence and love for Hashem, that's what He did. by Anoichi, the Gemara says, the word Anoichi, from the the Gemara says, the Shabbos." Is a Is an acronym for the words Nafshis I myself wrote myself into the Torah and gave it away to you. Shem wrote himself into the Torah and gave it to us. It says in Zayir Atam We're literally grasping Hashem. But here's the thing: I could sit and love Hashem all day. It means nothing. Because my love can't reach Hashem. I could sit and think about Hashem all day. It means nothing. But when I use the tools that Hashem gave me, the Torah and the Mitzvah, that's how I connect to Hashem. And that's why the human relationship analogy, just one second, doesn't, that's where the comparison ends. When I'm dealing with another person of the same stature, of the same level, so, yes, there, what's most important in the relationship is not the flowers that I'm giving. The flowers are an expression of the relationship. The flowers don't make the relationship, they're an expression of the relationship. By Hashem, the flowers are the relationship. This is impossible to relate to any other way. The only way to relate to Hashem is by Toya Mitzvah. So, here's the amazing thing when I love Hashem, And that love expresses itself in doing a mitzvah. The love connects itself to Hashem through the mitzvah. Usually, in other words, in human terms, how do I connect to another person when I love another person? That's the connection. There is the connection. The connection is a connection. The bonds are bonds of love. It's not bonds of roses. It's bonds of love. And the roses are an expression of that love. By Hashem, the, 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 the relationship is the actions, is the teyred and mitzvahs. And if I want my love to be part of the relationship with Hashem, that love has to express itself in a mitzvah. When I love Hashem and that causes me to put on tefillin, when I love Hashem and that causes me to give tzedakah, then that love is connected to Hashem also. But if I sit in my room and I love Hashem, that's nothing. That's just me. So what's with the Vaktim and how is it related to what you're saying? I don't see how that relates w- one way or another. In other words, I don't see how that's a. Uh, so,
1: so
0: to connect Tashem, to right?
1: That's a mitzvah, saseh.
0: And how do we connect Tashem? What does it say? Through <laughs> the mitzvah. Through the <laughs> mitzvah. Another few lines in Tanya. Therefore, could be compared to waters, The Gemara says, just like water goes from a higher place to a lower place that's the nature of water in other words I'm putting my watch over here and it's staying on the table my head is staying The safer staying but if I poured the water on this on the table it wouldn't stay it would, uh, it would find a place to go down to the same thing is the m'makim m'makim is the descends from its place of glory which is whereby Hashem which where Absolutely infinite. Shira tzaynev chachmasi is baruch. Torah. It starts out as Hashem's razon and chachma. Ve'iraisu kutshebriku kula chad, where it's absolutely one with Hashem. Ve'las machshava tvisa be'klal. It starts off in a place where no mind can grasp it. Um U'mishama from there nas of the yarda it traveled and it went down. B'seis her madreges and it got hidden in level after level, is coming down through the worlds. To the point that Hashem's wisdom and will um, invested itself in physical things, things of this world. Hashem's wisdom becomes... The letters, the, you know, the ink on the paper, the 24 books of Tanakh. And what's the point of this all? Why has it come down? So that every one of us around our table, that our mind can grasp Hashem. And not only can our mind grasp Hashem, but when I do a mitzvah, my action is grasping Hashem. When I say words of tefillah, my my words are grasping Hashem. And here, but what is the metaphor of water telling us? What is it adding? Water, yes, it goes from a high place to a low place. It's just a mushroom. But it doesn't change. The same. The water is the same. And the same thing is in Torah. Yes, the Torah started out in an infinite place until it comes down over here and it talks about Mahlif Parra Bihamir. We learn the Gemara, you talk about you know Shershanaga Sapara. You know, it didn't start out that way, it didn't start out talking about oxes and, uh, and it's when you know in the infinite wisdom of Hashem. But it comes down talking about oxes and, and cows, and that is Hashem's Chachma, one hundred percent.
1: It's water. It didn't
0: change. As we're, and we're gonna see soon. It's like it put on clothing. The king put on clothing. One garment, two garments, three garments. So Hashem's Chachma added garments, but it's the king. When we're learning Torah, it's the king. We're connecting with Hashem Himself. And this is what happened by Mount Tera. This is what happened by Mount Tera. By Mount you know we you know you didn't learn. We had Torah beforehand the others did mitzvahs before What happened by Mount exactly? What happened by Mount is that those mitzvahs that the others did before Mount they were nice actions. They weren't the tools that connected them to Hashem, like our mitzvahs are today. When Mount Teirah became mitzvah v'o'issa, when we became commanded, what that means was that every mitzvah now became a vehicle which connects us to the infinite. So infinite Hashem. How
1: did the connect to Hashem? If
0: the, if the so how did the Abbas connect to Hashem? Them? So first of all, the
1: whole, the whole so
0: first of all they didn't connect on our level. Believe it or not.
1: They were the, the prophets. Told, they talked to Rebban and Shalom. We can't do
0: this. Okay. The, by the time we but finish, we do what we, can we do there, if there's not? two things. There's two things. There's how holy and spiritual you are. And there's your connection to Hashem, and they're two separate things. Meaning, and this we're going to talk about more next and next class, which is going to be two weeks from now. But you say,
1: so if you think of, of you love God in your room, and you and you go, you, you contemplate.
0: So you're a holy person, but you didn't connect to Hashem. So first of all, the obvious, they did have a mitzvah. Mitzvah smila was the one mitzvah they had, which their mitzvah. That's number one. But absolutely the obvious did not reach the level we do when we do a mitzvah. We'll talk about this more next week, Mr. Hashem. So why would they Because
1: a L- and the
0: Leave this question. We'll talk, uh, we'll, we'll next, talk about it. But uh, yeah, yeah. well, we have but, but now the, pen, the, the, the the pendulum has shifted and suddenly become very, very important. The garments become extremely important in our relationship with Hashem, because that's how we grasp Hashem. And now suddenly we're going to start asking. One second, how important is my seichel and midas? So I don't love Hashem. Who cares? As long as I do the mitzvah, I give the tzedakah. That's my connection. Yeah, but
1: you said it's, it's the, the, the optimum. relative. The greater your it's love, the, the more you'll put into the goodness. The,
0: the connection is the same. You give tzedakah, doesn't make a difference. You eat matza. So, so what is the importance of the seichel and midas? And that we will, Mister Hashem, because now we have to bring it back and talk about. If you remember, I said there's the year right, there's the year right, and then you're both right, right? So um, we started off talking about Sechel and Middas. Now we moved on talking about Levushim. And next week we'll move back and start talking again about why Sechel and Middas are still very important. Ultimately, this Chassidus Chabad. We're not going to say that Sechel doesn't mean it's is not important. It's all about Chachm bin Avdas, But what is the role it plays? If the connection to Hashem is primarily in Mitzvah Samaisi, what role does my love for Hashem and what role does my Sechel play, that we'll talk about next week, Uh, in two weeks from now. Next week is Nittl, so there is no class.